for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Ooh, going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Reader Tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or caving the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 347 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we're live here every Wednesday night on the Going For Two Live podcast network. We're on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, we are also on our own website now, GoingForTwo.Live. We have a .Live account, uh, so we are there as well. You can find all of our links to all of our YouTube stuff. Uh, we're also, of course, on all major podcast networks. Uh, if you're on YouTube watching us, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Helps us out. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Searfoss, who uh, had some issues beforehand with his computer, but I think we're good now. What's up, Ryan? It it was I was an issue, just a reset and uh, update. But I'm I'm just I'm thrown off by this dot live thing. I feel like I should have known this. <laughs> you did. It's it's been in a couple of the chats. You just don't read the chats anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I should have known this. Yeah, but, we yeah, got, uh, I, check out going for two dot live. Yeah, I wanted it's, all the uh, all the links to everything in one one centralized place that I could uh, send everybody. You know, if you wanted to follow us on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, on Kick.com, yeah. which we're on that now as well. So we're pretty much everywhere. I hear the kids get a kick out of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, dot live. It's so much better than dot com. I mean, that's real <laughs> two thousand and late. That's yeah. awesome. All right, joining us tonight. It's been a it's been a couple years since we've had this guy on, uh, Mr. Shane Manila. He's uh, the host of the Dynasty Trades in Five and also a writer over at Destination Devi. And you can follow him on Twitter at Shane is the worst. What's up, Shane? Hey, what is going on this evening? Not much, man. So give us a quick rundown of of what you do over at Dynasty Trades in Five and uh, and what kind of written content you do as well. Um. Well, let's see. I only do one article a week. Follow the volume. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, I talk about stat share. I talk about targets. I talk about air yards. I talk about all, all the things that are quantifiable. Um, basically, following those to tell us what we should be doing, right? Like AJ Brown had a couple bad weeks. Up until, you know, to, to start the season, people were a little, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, just just chill. Look at his, his targets. Look at his, his route participation. My man is fine. Like, all the peripherals are fine. That's uh, my favorite word, peripherals. <laughs> um, so it's looking at a lot of those things and, and trying to determine, like, what do we do? And, and in every article, try to make sure I give some actionable information, right? Because we don't write art um, as much as I'd like to pretend that we do. <laughs> People aren't reading me because, uh, because my, my word, word, I'm a wordsmith and it's beautiful and it brings a tear to the eye. They're reading me because they want information <laughs> and they want to know what to do. So I try to give them some actionable information too. Good stuff. And tell us about the podcast. Uh, yeah. Dynasty trades in five, uh, Tuesday streams, uh, been going strong 
we just had our two year anniversary. We nice. just did a five hour stream on a uh, Friday. Yeah, five hours. The second time we did a five hour one. I think we did. I don't remember what the first one was for. I don't know who I'm kidding. But yeah, we did a five hour stream. Um, it was a good time. We had Ray GQ jumped on with us nice. as one of our guests. Well, actually, he's our only guest. The rest of the time, it was us, Ray. And then, yeah, I uh, spend most of my time in our Patreon on Discord, um, just cutting it up with uh, everybody that joined our community there, doing AMA weekly there uh, on Saturdays, and then Monday morning drives, um, where whatever the hell's rushing through my head from the night prior of football, uh, we talk about that on the way to work. <laughs> Good stuff. And uh, Jamie's in the chat. He says, keep it clean tonight, but uh, you don't have to keep it clean. Brian doesn't keep it clean, so we're, we're good. Well, I, was like, I was like, did I get canceled last night? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> That's more for Shane. That makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. As always, uh, we are brought to you, of course, by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their best ball leagues, tournaments, and private leagues uh, for pick'ems, every major sport. Uh, use our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's as simple as that. Uh, use promo code GF2, and uh, we're going to do some pick'ems tonight on the show as well, like we normally do. Uh, we have yet, unfortunately, to hit one of our pick'ems, Ryan, so we haven't been doing so great. Uh, but I hope tonight's the night that we get one correct. Uh, so for tonight, we'll be doing some spade or fade, which is basically our version of the start sits. Uh, we're going to do some I was wrong, basically looking at some players that we liked coming into the season that we are now ready to give up on. Uh, I, I hate admitting that I'm wrong because <laughs> I'm never wrong. Because you're never wrong. Exactly. Uh, of course, we'll get to some listener questions, which we had some actually pre-show questions come through. I guess uh, Shane's the big star here. He's got a fan already in the in the chat before we even went live asking me questions. So uh, we'll get to those as well. Uh, but of course, as always, kick it off with the nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right. So tonight we are drafting horror movie villains for a battle royale fight to the death. Uh, And I had to go. I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Uh, I had to go look up some things and uh, I I haven't watched a lot of the ones I'm going to draft tonight, but uh, I do got some good ones. But as always, the the guest gets to go first. So, uh, Shane, you got the one on one here. Good one. Um. And I'm going back and forth. There's a couple of devil-related ones. I don't want to put his name out there because I'm not going to table talk, but I'm not going to choose him. And if you guys don't, I'm going with Damien. I'm going with Damien from The Omen. Mm. Um, That dude uh, was the personification of evil. He he was the devil's son. um, (laughs) Killed his fake mom. uh, Made some lady jump out of a window. Um, at a birthday party, uh, <laughs> controlled dogs that tore people up, just all types of nonsensical, crazy things that the devil can do because he's the devil's kid. Um, and then he became a politician, um, which was <laughs> funny. But um, and there were, I, I forget how many movies there were, there were like four or five from maybe the late 70s to the early 80s. And they're pretty boring. But him is a character. I think I think he's pretty scary because he's the devil's son. Yeah. And like there's I don't know if there's anything scarier than an evil little kid. hundred <laughs> percent agree. Cause, <laughs> cause a bunch of people are always like, well, that's my kid. I want to stab him in the head. And I gotta be honest with you. As soon as I, I was like 99% sure that my son was the devil. It's on. Like, I'm sorry. I, I would <laughs> yeah. have to murder their dude. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's just, so, as soon as they start speaking, uh, Latin backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. Right. 
That's it. That's I'm it. saying, like, you're not my kid anymore. You're you're something else. Nah, dude, just throw them in a cage or something. <laughs> yeah. if you don't want to off them. Good pick. I did not have that one on my list. So, so great, great choice. Ryan, you got the 102 here. Uh, I am taking Jason Voorhees. It was tight for me. It, dude, I seen a, I just seen a clip of him the other day from Friday the 13th in Manhattan or whatever it was where he's just being disrespectful, like just walking down the streets and kicking over people's doom boxes and like just <laughs> throwing people on the ground just for the hell of it to go with his body count of about 163, which is number two all time for horror Gosh. movies. Who's number one? Uh, Pinhead, but I just don't. Pinhead's not really my thing. He's at over like 320. Wow. I got to be honest with you. So Pinhead was my other thought. Um, just for the fear factor alone of yeah. like some dude looking like that coming at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway. 100%. But dude, like, if you're trying to have sex, Jason got you. You're getting impaled. <laughs> yeah, you're if, you're, done. if you're not, if you're having premarital sex <laughs> yeah, in the woods, it. that's it for you. Neat. <laughs> that is it for you for sure. All right, I'm up at the 103, and uh, I said, like I said, I wasn't. A, I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but this is one that I do. I have seen a couple of these. There's a million of them. They just came out with one recently. Uh, it's the Halloween series, of course, Michael Myers, uh, and and the reason I'm with him over the other guy that one of y'all might take is um, if we're gonna have like a battle royale, uh, he has the best, you know, sort of coming out music. You know, his best, uh, his best intro music. The Halloween theme is just amazing. So. Uh, I'll take Michael Myers here at the at the 103. Back to you, Shane. So here's right. I feel like I should get. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna make my own rules up. I'm taking Freddy, right? But it's Kick-Ass Freddy from Elm Street One, and then Scary Freddy from the remake. Um, the Freddy's in the middle. Too funny. Too funny. Yeah. Just too much, too much comedy. And he was funny in the first one. The first time you ever saw him, he was killing people. So you're like, this is nuts. Like, this dude's screwed up. He had like the Nintendo Power Glove, and you know, now we're playing with power. Like that just (laughs) nonsense. First one, though, you're like, oh wow, did he just grind up Johnny Depp's guts in the middle of his bed? I believe it was Johnny Depp. And then in the last, the remake, he was actually frightening. So that that's who I'm going with there. I'm going with Freddy. Nice. I like it. Um, all right, Ryan, you got the uh, the 105? Yeah, 105. I don't know if it counts as a horror movie, so I want to skip him. Either I think if it's a battle royale, this person's undefeated. But we're getting weird. We're going with Chucky from Child's Play. He's just sneaky. You're going to have a hard time getting your hands on him. He is one of the most creative murderers of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that, that kind of combines the, the kid mentality, but with a doll, too. Like, you get, like, the both best of both worlds there. And, and if you follow, like, into the, like, new show and stuff, he has now possessed all the little doll, all the good guy dolls in the world. So he can bring all his boys out. <laughs> yes. That, yeah, good one. All right, I had Chucky on my list as well. All right, I'm up here at the 106, and... This one, I think, I don't know if it qualifies as horror. Um, I, I mean, I guess it does because it does get kind of creepy. But uh, the the girl Samara from The Ring, the one that comes out of the uh, that's, that's definitely horror. Like, <laughs> yeah, how would that hard. not be horror? I don't know. I just, I guess, I just didn't see it. Think of it. It's more like it's suspenseful the whole time. And then you know, you do see her come out of the TV at one point. And you're like, holy shit! Uh, but yeah, she she's pretty badass and. Uh, yeah, the the hair over the face and the way she walked was kind of all creepy. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take her here at the 105. 
Jamie, oh, yeah, that Jamie, that was from a season ago, by the way, in the chat. So if you're going to complain, keep up. Which, which, what are you taking original, the Japanese version or the American version? Or it doesn't matter. Just any girl coming out of a well. Yeah, any girl coming out of the well with the hair over her face and the walk with that. That yeah, that's just creepy as hell. So I'll take either version. All right, Shane, back to you here. One hundred seven. So now I'm trying to go outside the box here, right? Like we're getting some really good ones. I'll go with Pet Cemetery, and I'm going with again the remake. Um, which I found scarier than the original. Um, so it was the little girl, I believe, was the murderer in Pet Cemetery, if I remember correctly. It was the little girl in the remake, little yeah. boy in the, the, the first the original. one. Same thing. Scary little kids killing you. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? And they, they cut dudes Achilles, uh, Pop Pop's Achilles. Like, I don't know. These are vicious little children. So <laughs> I'm going to go with these murdering dead zombie children. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got a theme going on. Dude, I, I don't like the children. <laughs> All right, Ryan, 108. Ah, not, I, I'm torn now. I want to. I want to go with one that just terrifies me. In Mister Boogie from Sinister, just everything about him is just vile and creepy. But. I'm going with the thing that probably scares me the most in the world, and that's clowns. So we're going with Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah, that was on my list. And he has all those like mystical powers, can turn into other stuff, tricking little kids. Just he's a monster, dude. Not yeah, messing Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. We had a, a couple of year Halloweens ago. We had a guy dressed up like Pennywise and just stood on the corner, literally the entire Halloween, just stood About on the up. corner with the balloon. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that. Somebody should. Somebody should have called cops on him. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a predator. In some cities, someone would have taken a shot at the dude. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. pretty lucky that didn't happen. He, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna close it out here with the 109, and I looked up the, her name and I couldn't pronounce it, so we're just gonna call her the Grudge Chick. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen the grudge where she basically flips yeah. backwards and kind of walks all crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, she's creepy. That one is definitely, it's one of the ones I watched and that one was, was, was very creepy, especially, like I said, when she flipped over backwards like that. I was like, oh, yep, that's enough for me. Yeah. You two are just <laughs> terrified of little kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's, there's nothing. That's, that's, how, that's, that's, how, that's how I know y'all are parents. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Well, that, look, <laughs> here's horror, right? So horror just, just horror is always, it wants to take things that are, familiar to you and things that shouldn't be scary and it goes well what happens when we twist it what's the worst thing you can imagine as a parent is a child that's fucking evil like literally that's just your parental fear raising a normal child you're like please don't let them be a a jerk off a jerk off (laughs) you know what i mean just a jerk off so then you're raising this kid and you're like wait it's not this kid isn't just a jerk off this kid's like an actual serial killer like, what do I do with this? Oh, it's also Satan. My son is Satan. Like, <laughs> yes. I really screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, 100%. I agree. All right, guys, let's get to some football stuff. News and notes from around the league. All right, so not a whole lot of news. We had a bunch of injury news that you, you've probably already been covered on a lot of shows here. So we'll try to make it a little bit more interesting here uh, and talk about some of the injury news that uh, that from the ancillary positions like let's go justin jefferson for example and i'll, I'll go to you first ryan jefferson so let's you know jefferson's obviously out gonna be out four weeks uh my question to you though is obviously addison's probably the 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 next guy up 
But what about the other guys behind him? Is there anybody, the KJ Hamlers, is there anybody else in that offense that benefits from him being out? Oz, I think the biggest is Hawk. Like, I think the pecking order is going to go. Hawk is absolutely fed. Unfortunately, I think KJ Osborne is going to get more run than Addison and more targets because he's already getting targeted, which is disgusting because he can't catch to save his life. <laughs> but, like, I think it's going to be that's going to be their three there. And that offense is the same without Jefferson. Like, you're trying to replace him with multiple people, not just one. But I think the offense is going to go through Hawkinson. And then hopefully it's Addison who takes that step up and cements his role. But I have this ill feeling that it's going to be Osborne, and I hate it. Yeah, I mean, up until this point, you're right. I mean, he's been getting more snaps. He's been getting more targets. Addison's been having them better fantasy it's days but because he kept be getting the so, touchdowns. It's so gross. It's <laughs> so gross because he, he can't catch a cold in Alaska. Like, no. <laughs> what about with uh, Kirk Cousins, Shane? Any thought, you know, within Superflex leagues, are you worried about Kirk Cousins not being the Kirk Cousins you've had up to this point without Jefferson being there? I mean, that's always a thought, right? Because Jefferson's so good. <clears throat> he can he can paper over many any mistakes that you generally make as a quarterback. I think Kirk is good enough that he's going to be fine. I think he's, he's closer to that. He's going to be closer to a low-end wide receiver one than or excuse me qb1 than a high-end qb1 but i still think he'll be able to give you a little bit of something so i'm not too concerned no yeah i i agree what about your thoughts on the passing uh, you think hawk is the biggest beneficiary besides the two receivers yeah i mean hawk and then we'll talk about one of the dudes a little later too but um yeah i expect hawk i'd, I'd assume he'd see some target share increase but yeah, they're KJ Osborne. Someone has to, right? So besides just either Jay, Jay, uh, Jordan Addison or KJ Osborne, so I'd expect Hawk too. Um, maybe Cam Akers. Maybe they start using those running backs out of the backfield. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think that changes the way they, they do their offense? you think they lean more on Madison and Akers? I don't know that they want to lean more on Madison, only because he's not particularly <laughs> good. Um, but more Vikings could. players tonight. <laughs> They're just not. There's nothing good's being said about them. But maybe they do implement a little more of Cam Akers. You know what I mean? He is a pass catcher, so maybe they try to use him that way. Yeah, good call. Let's make sense of this uh, Miami backfield, Ryan. Uh, Devin A. Chain, of course, is uh, I think officially now on the IR, so guaranteed to miss at least four weeks. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. practiced today. I don't think he's been officially active to play, but he is practicing. Uh, of course, you got Raheem Mostert there already. You got Salva and Ahmad and a bunch of other guys there. If you had to pick one of these guys, which one do you want uh, for the rest of the season? Um, Praying A-Chain comes back out of for the rest of the season. I'd still rather have him the rest of the season, even with missing four weeks. But Mostert. Uh, I've both faced in him. They've used him. He's done very, very well for them. The other ones are kind of just throwing darts at a board, have one hits. Out of the rest of them, probably Jeff Wilson because of his history with uh, McDaniel, but most are saying what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. What about you, Shane? What are your thoughts on the backfield here? Mostert. Just just, just Mostert. I mean, if you've got him, to me, he's locked and loaded as a running back one. Um, he's been efficient on not a lot of touches. Jeff Wilson, I'm sure, will get worked in, but if you looked at the workload, the opportunity share for Mostert before Devin and Chain got there is really high, and I don't expect that to change. Why? Why would you? Yeah. Obviously, he'll get a spell from Ahmed, and he'll get a spell from uh, Jeff Wilson if he's playing. Yeah, the only worry I have with Jeff Wilson is because when uh, 
when Mike McDaniels was the uh, the offensive coordinator of the 49ers, he went to Wilson in the red zone a lot. Uh, he had a bunch of games where he had multiple touchdowns, even though he had a few, very few touches. So I'm, I'm curious to how that shakes out with Raheem Mostert, who's getting the red zone touches now. Uh, but do they prefer Jeff Wilson in the red zone once he's fully healthy and ready to go uh, to take away some of that value from Mostert? But I agree with both of you. I think Mostert is the guy that you want right now. Uh, and I'm, I agree with Ryan as well. It's still a chain when he comes back. If he can, you know, if he can come back healthy and you're going to plug him right back into your lineups. He's been too good. Four, four weeks, you're going to make some offers for him. Yeah, 100%. Let's make sense of one more backfield here. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals, and this one isn't quite as clear-cut. Uh, we'll go to you first, Shane. James Conner placed on IR. Uh, we have the uh, Amari DeMacado. Uh He was a waiver wire pickup. Then we have Keontae Ingram, who's currently being listed as the starter on the roster. We don't know if he'll actually be the starter or not. Been out for a few weeks. What are your thoughts on this backfield? Uh, well, first of all, uh, Amardo DiMicardo, uh Giuseppe Fugelli is a great name. <laughs> I uh, absolutely love him. Um, no idea if he's any good at football. I believe he was Kendra Miller's backup. Um, wasn't six, year, six years in college. <laughs> well, look, some, Van no, he, was a su- he was he was a super senior man. He is as he a, a super se- as a super Maybe senior. He's a doctor. <laughs> there you go. Let's refer to him as Dr. Mercado. <laughs> Dr. Mercado. Dr. Emery D. Mercado. I like yeah, it. I like it. Dr. Mercado. That's what I'm calling him. Better than uh, his nickname we gave him on our podcast last night. He got, obviously, he got every touch after James Conner went out last week, but Keontae Ingram wasn't there. Keontae Ingram's allegedly the starter. I, I hate being this guy, but I'm probably just staying away from that backfield. Like, I don't see a reason to start either of those guys when it's questionable like that. Yeah. If I thought one guy, if I knew it was going to be Dr. Mercado, fine. I'll just I'll start him if I have to, but I'll stay away for now. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts, Ryan, on this backfield? Uh, spoiler alert for Fade or Spade, and I am fading this entire backfield because James Conner was – mildly efficient because he's decent back and can pound the ball these dudes man i don't want any parts of this yeah this team is just broken there's only one person who i'd start on this team and it's not one of them yeah agreed all right let's take a take a look at two tight ends real quick um travis kelsey i guess he's uh assumed he's gonna play now and then uh greg dolchitz who's designated to come back from ir still not heard if he's gonna play yet or not uh, in this game tomorrow night um, Ryan, I'm going to go to you first here. Are you any worry about Travis Kelsey, you know, one playing and then uh, being efficient? And then if Greg Dolchez was your starter to begin the season, are you just plugging him into your lineup if he plays tonight or tomorrow night? So Kelsey, I mean, he came back in the game after he got hurt. So that makes me believe he should be good to go. I'm not obviously not doctor. I don't know any of this stuff, but I'm following closely and I want to play Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey at 65% is better than anybody you're going to start in fantasy. If you had Travis Kelsey on our team, because I assume you're not going to have Andrews or Hawk if you have him. So he's better than whatever you're going to start. So just roll with it. Yeah. And Dolchitz, I'm going to wait and see. I'm not starting him if I don't have to for the first week or two, because Denver's a shit show. Nothing's working out well. Russ looks lost. Maybe Dolchitz will be the answer and help him start getting clicks. He have a tight end to throw to. But you know what? I'm going to wait and see. And I'd rather have him chill at my bench with 15, 20 points. Then pop them out there and do a zero. Yeah. Shane, what are your thoughts on these two guys? 
not touching Dulcich right now. Um, if if uh, Kelsey's playing, then he's in my lineup. There's not a world that I'm sitting Kelsey in. Yeah, agreed. Uh, no. Agreed. All right, let's get to some spade or fade. Spade or fade. All right, if you're new to the show, spade or fade is just a fancy way of saying sit start. Um, so spade is going to be a start, a guy that you like that's kind of on the uh, on the cusp of starting or sitting. And then, of course, a fade is the guy that we're not playing. Uh, Shane, we'll start with the uh, the spades first. Who you got for one of your spades? For Ryan, specifically, Jordan Addison. Uh, Jordan Addison. My dude just sent I love uh, career highs in snap share, uh, target share, targets, tied for receptions. Um, and Justin Jefferson is not going to be there. Um, you take out his one donut game, and I know that's not how this works, but you take out his one donut game when they sat him because I don't know what he did something to offend someone. Um, he didn't block or something. He's averaging 15 and a half points per game. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson has a lot to do with that, loosening up the defense. I don't think anyone was keying in on uh, Addison. But uh, I'm, I'm going to take the shot on the rookie, and I think he's going to produce worse. Yeah, I like that. I like that call. What about you, Ryan? What you got for your spade? Uh, I am sticking with the uh, rookie thing, and I am going with She Rice. Um, I with Kelsey, even if he's hurt, he could be a little bit of a decoy. And we've been seeing over five targets for the last three games for Rashid Lice. We've seen red up zone opportunities, we've seen him score this week. I like that he's getting more involved in the offense, and they should beat the brakes off of Denver. And as everybody, he could does. be a beneficiary, as everybody does, yes. and he could be a big beneficiary of it. Yeah, I like it. Well, we're going to stick with the rookie theme one more time. I'm going to go with Josh Downs uh, at Jacksonville. Uh, Minshew targets the hell out of him. I think the last time that Minshew was, uh, played part of the game, or it, it maybe he started that game, he had 12 targets in that game. Uh, and this last week he had eight or six targets and you know had his best game of the year uh, with Minshew at quarterback. You know We all love AR uh, as, a, as a fantasy asset, and he's been great. But when Minshew plays, Downs seems to have an increased value in, in his target. So uh, against Jacksonville, I'll take Minshew. And, uh, you know, and I'm just going to piggyback right on that. And one of my other spades in a Superflex League is start Minshew as well. This is his return to Jacksonville. Uh, Minshew Mania started there, so he's going to be uh, – wanting to sort of light it up there. And I think him and Josh Downs would be a good stacking combination if you're in a league where you got to start these guys. So uh, those are two two spades that I got, uh, Josh Downs and Gardner Minshew back-to-back. Let's do fades, Shane. What you got for a fade? Uh, I'm going to take low-hanging fruit, um, Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo Samuel has had, uh, let's see, going back to his last two weeks, is he had a 0% target share, which is pretty hard to do, <laughs> um, and then a 12% target share. Um, and then uh, he gets to face the Browns this week, whose defense is, um, really what's good. a word for it, nasty. Just absolutely. Uh, they're first in the league in points allowed um, against wide receivers in fantasy. I, I didn't look at the other positions. I'm just going to assume they're up there for every position because that defense is just good, wicked good. It is so good. The Debo is kind of falling behind Ayuk anyway, and they're facing a tough, tough, tough defense. Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking for someone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on there as a Niners fan. I think it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be Ayuk, and then everyone else kind of fit, fills in there. And Debo's not somebody that I want. So good, good one there, Ryan. What you got? I'm actually hopping on the opposite side 
and I am benching Jerome Ford here. Stole my favorite. Like, him against San Fran, man. They're going to get, it's not game script wise, talent wise. It's just none of this matches up for a good day for Jerome Ford. Yeah, so that's exactly who I had my faith as well. Jerome Ford, the Niners have not allowed a 100-yard rusher since week 9 of 2021. It's uh, 33 straight games they have not allowed a 100-yard rusher. Uh, I know there's, you know, Jerome Ford catches passes as well, but I just don't see it for him this week with the 49ers defense coming in. I think they're just too damn good. Um, but since you stole mine, uh, I'll go to Antonio Gibson. I know he was a guy that we liked uh, a little bit on the show uh, coming into the season, and they have not used him at all. Um, and he had a pretty good game last week. He had six catches, but he didn't have any carries. They were not giving this guy the ball at all. They were down, throwing the ball a ton. He happened to get six ca- uh, six catches. Uh, but I just, I'm not buying it versus Atlanta. It's going to be a slow-paced game. Both teams are going to want to run the ball, play good defense. It's not a Gibson game. It's more of a Brian Robinson game. So I will be fading Gibson. If you got excited about his last last week's game, I, I still wouldn't be putting him in my lineups. Uh, you got any more uh, any more spades, Shane? I was just going to say TMC, Terry McLaurin. Uh, again, facing another p- tough pass defense with the Falcons, the fifth uh, fewest points allowed at the fifth position. And three out of five games this year, Terry McLaurin's gone under 20% target share, which... I definitely didn't see that coming into the yeah. season. No, definitely. And I was on uh, uh, Jahan Dotson as well, and he's not doing too good either. It's that Man. offense is not not great. Ryan, what you got? You got another spade or a fade you want to talk about? Yeah, I got another person I want to talk about spade for starting. And he's coming off an injury, so I think people are going to be a little bit hesitant. And for some reason, they've already been hesitant, even though he's really good all the time. And that's Mike Evans. They're coming into a shootout, or should be a shootout in Detroit. Detroit's giving up almost 30 points to the receiver position. And even, like, his game's not predicated off of speed, so, like, that hamstring lingering isn't going to hurt him that much because he plays that physical game as essentially his power forward. And I think that makes his recovery a little bit quicker where he's going to come. They're gonna throw, if he's on the field, they're throwing the ball to him because he's that dude. Yeah, I like it. Um, I got, uh, let's see, I got one more spade and then we'll move on to the next segment. And I'm going to be starting Gabe Davis versus the New York Giants. I think Gabe Davis is, uh, you know, the hate swung. We said it during the offseason, the hate swung a little bit too far. Uh, I think Gabe Davis is still a good receiver. Josh Allen's finally looking for him. He's a big receiver. He seems to be the guy that they target in the red zone as well, which is something that you really want in a receiver. Obviously had a really, really big game uh, overseas in London last week, and he gets the the lowly Giants defense this week at home. So give me Gabe Davis as one of my spades as well. All right, let's do some uh, let's do some underdog pickums. Prop bet of the week. All right, let me bring up the screen here. Um, and Shane, we'll let you go first here. What you got for uh, for one of your one of your picks here for underdog? All right, so I, I want to get this over with um like either we know we won or we lost i'm gonna go with isaiah pacheco more than 75 and a half rushing yards um that denver defense is absolutely god awful bad i could rush for 36 and a half yards on them so if you <laughs> see shane manila's over under is 36 and a half take the over take on it. that um, I'll, I'll put i won't go far over so if that line moves at all don't, don't touch it but you know i'm gonna take pacheco i think he's gonna absolutely decimate them uh denver's given up uh, the most rushing yards are giving up the most fantasy points <laughs> per game to the position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking at Brandon uh, Gonzalez Cotrell's uh, 
Thursday night preview on the Destination Devi, and yeah, he just wrote that out. That's one of the first things he hits. And that's one of the first things that hits for me. Um, I didn't look. Is Sam Howell's rushing over under on here? Let's see. Let's look up Sam Howell. Sam Howell only has passing yards and interceptions right now. Mm, all right. Whatever Sam Howell, if they put one up on there, if it's mo- mo- over under 13 and a half, take Sam Howell. He's hit that like every game. Good call. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco is a great one, too. And I, I had in my DFS article last week for Fantasy Pros that it was Brees Hall week. And uh, it was Brees Hall week. <laughs> he, he broke out against this defense. Can't, you, you can't, can't go wrong going with this defense. I like it. Ryan, what you got for yours? Yeah. Staying with the Thursday night thing. Uh, I'm actually going on the other side, though. I'm taking Marvin Mims over 17 and a half. Denver's going to have to throw the ball. And they're going to have to take shots. He's gone over that three times, the three or five times this year. And those three times, he's gone well over it. Uh, the times he hasn't, they've been kind of like grinding out games against other bad teams. But dude, they got to throw the ball, and Chiefs should put up a ton of points. Like it only takes one to get seventeen and a half, and you have that big of a deep threat. Yeah, I like it. Good call. Um, all right, so mine is actually going to come from the uh, Colts in the Jacksonville game, and uh, I talked about him as one of my spades, and I'm taking the over on Gardner Minshew, two, uh, two 16 and a half passing yards. Uh, looking at year two, mine's probably going to be the one that breaks us, but uh, I think Gardner Minshew really wants to play well in this game, and I think that they're going to be playing uh, catch-up with Jacksonville, and I think Gardner Minshew puts up more than two 16 and a half uh, this week, so that'll be my... My third leg here. Let me go ahead and lock it in. Um, hopefully, it doesn't give me the notification of my uh, of my uh, location. Let's see if it takes it. Put that in for five dollars. All right, sweet. So we are locked in. Just to recap it: Isaiah Pacheco uh, higher than seventy-five and a half rushing yards. Marvin Mims higher than seventeen and a half receiving yards, and Gardner Minshew higher than two hundred and sixteen and a half passing yards is our prop bet. Hopefully this week breaks the streak. Like I mentioned at the top, we have not hit one this this year so far. Uh, so hopefully this is the week that we do it. All right, now some from time for some accountability. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. All right. As long as you're willing to admit that now. All right, so let's get to some players that we liked coming into the season, and it's now going into week six that we're probably pretty much giving up on. Uh, Shane, we'll let you go first here. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, we could go Deontay Johnson. We could go Terry McLaurin. Uh, we could go – I'm just trying to think of guys that are that can't be resurrected. I've given up all hope for it. Um, <laughs> Leonard Fournette thought he was going to sign with a team. Um, he's still hanging out on my. He's still hanging out on too many of my rosters because yeah. I'm going. No, no, I'm not letting go. At some point, he's going to sign with someone. Cream Hunt, another one. Look, I thought I was the. And I know these are like low, low. What's the word to look for? I don't know. But these are guys like not a people I probably didn't expect a lot of. These are those two running backs, Cream Hunt and Leonard Fournette. I had in like. 20% of all my leagues. And I was just like, I'm the smartest kid in the room. <laughs> this is going to be such a good, good move for me. Once these guys resign and uh Fournette's never signed with anyone. And Kareem Hunt has looked uh, like the abominable snowman uh, so <laughs> yeah. far when he has played. So it hasn't been great. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on that and say that this is a guy I was buying and I kept using the, uh, the narrative that 
he plays for a passing team and he's the passing down running back. And he's going to get all the passes in this, in this offense. And that's Jarek McKinnon, who's basically been the forgotten man. I mean, he was like an MVP for fantasy league last year and they forgot they have him. They, Isaiah Pacheco is now catching all the passes, which just surprised the hell out of me. I think he had like 11 catches all of last year. Uh, now he's the passing down and the running back. So Jarek McKinnon is a forgotten man. And he's someone that I was buying in all of my best ball leagues, especially that's been, uh, been not good. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm never wrong, but <laughs> if I were to pick somebody I was wrong about, and I had all the faith in the world and who is just letting me down. And more, um, it's more, I think, because of the team than him, but, dude, I'm out of the least for this year. That's from Andre Stevenson. Hurts. Dude, they just ignored him. The fact they brought Zeke, who's, like, basically in a walker in and is getting more burned, stop it. He's running back 27 right now. And he's inefficient. He can't get in the end zone. It's just, he's just playing bad football because the Patriots stink right now. Yeah. And I don't see them getting any better, which is terrible for him. I hope his situation changes or else it's going to be washed, dude. Yeah. He was my like, RB5 coming into the season. I had him super high. Yeah. Like his style of football, you're going to take a beating no matter what carries you take. And if it's like they're taking out, it's bad. Yeah. It's been not good, that's for sure. I got another one. I got a quarterback that I want to talk about. That I, I, I can't say that I was thinking of him as a, as a QB1. It was more a super flex league. I thought he'd be a QB2 at least, and he played really well towards the end of last season. Thought he would carry it into this season. Then he lit the preseason up, and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to have a breakout season. And that's Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett has not looked the part at all. Um, like I said, he, he looked good towards the end of last season, and uh, other than his last game, his last couple of drives when he beat the <laughs> beat the Baltimore Ravens, uh, he has not looked like an NFL quarterback at all. Sorry, Ryan, I had to just get that jab in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kenny Pickett was a guy that I was liking, and I thought because of that, you know, I liked Pickens, I liked uh, Najee Harris. I thought the offense was going to be much better this year. And Harris, yeah. Harris straight stinks too. I'm out on him. Yeah, he's uh, another he's one that he, he just he just looks. Just he looks like he's running molasses. Yeah, it's Jalen Warren season now. I mean, he's looked so much better than Najee Harris. It's it's crazy because I've been fighting that for a couple weeks now. But it's it's Jalen Warren, and that's it. You got anybody else on your list, Shane? I so Trevor Lawrence. I I and I, I under the pretext that I thought this dude was going to take a step up and become an elite QB one. As did I. And, I, I'm still waiting. I've been underwhelmed every game I've watched that he's in. I don't see it. You know what I mean? I'm not, obviously, I'm not a scout, but there's just something you see with certain quarterbacks that, that you know, it's different, right? Like you watch Jalen Hurts and you watch uh, Trevor Lawrence, and obviously it's not this, the, the, their games are, are vastly different. There's just something else there. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what you call that, um, but. For me, it's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you, and I I took him in a in a redraft uh, my work league in like the eighth or ninth round. I thought, oh man, I got to steal this guy. You know, falling this low in a one quarterback league. Uh, yeah, and he's, he's kind of been hurting me ever since. I went and picked up C.J. Stroud, and I've been playing him over uh, Trevor Lawrence, which I got Stroud on the waiver wire. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, he's been he's been hurting me as well. Ryan, you got any more? Yeah, um, he was a fan. We're big on him in the podcast early in the season because we thought he was going to get all the volume in the world. We just didn't realize he was behind probably the worst offensive line we've ever seen with Miles Sanders. He stinks yeah. out loud there. He's wishing for the good old days when he was making less money in Philly. 
and it's ugly, man. I want no parts of that rotting game right now. And we thought he was a sneaky pick. He's not. He's a sneaky pick. Yeah. I thought for sure volume would be the the thing that gets him there. And and Jamie yeah. mentioned in the chat earlier about Alexander Madison. I thought the same with him. He'd be, it'd be volume well, he, to get him there. And he was always bad, but he was always bad at football. True. Yeah. And same with AJ Dillon. Also always bad at football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sanders screwed me. As a matter of fact, uh, those two guys that you mentioned, Stevenson and Miles Sanders, are, are tanking my Scott Fishbowl team, which you can see I have the shirt on tonight. Uh, absolutely tanking my team. I have both those guys, and it's it's not been a good season for, for, for me for Scott Fishbowl. All right, let's get to some listener questions. Go ahead. Ask me anything. Um. I think the most important question is Kane's question in the chat right now. <laughs> is this Jeff's real hair? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is, Kane. I, I've, I've grown all my hair out. Uh, it's getting a little too long now. It's probably too long. I probably need to trim up a little bit. But yeah, I've. Uh, you, you, it's, it's to the point where you're starting to look like you work for El Chapo. It's glorious. It's got a lot of volume and bounce and curl to it. I, I know a lot of women that would kill for hair like that. I mean, Jeff, I don't, I don't know what you look like without a shirt on, but you could be in some spandex jumping off a top rope on somebody with that hair. Yeah, definitely not doing that. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, all right, let's get to the first question here. Voodoo Crew, uh, he wants to know, He's giving away, I'm guessing this is a, it's got to be a one quarterback league. He doesn't say it in here, but he's giving away CD Lamb. He's getting Joe Burrow, Saquon Barkley, and Tank Dell. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Ryan, on this one. What do you think here on this one? Joe Burrow, Saquon Barkley, Tank Dell for CD Lamb. I'm curious if this is redraft or dynasty. Yeah, he didn't specify what it, which one it is. I, uh, I th- honest, honestly, it doesn't matter, I don't think. I'm a huge CD Lamb proponent, but I'm taking the package. Like, Barkley's going is similar production. I think Barkley, once he's healthy, he's fine. Uh, Joe Burrow is starting to click again. Obviously, quarterback Tank Dell is just up and coming. He's starting to shine. And he can be a flex option for you in a pinch with just how crazy the season's be. That's three quality starters. I don't think your drop-off from Barkley to Lamb's a big deal. Fair enough. Yeah, I like that trade for him. What about you, Shane? What are your thoughts on this trade? CeeDee Lamb for Burrow, Barkley, Dell. I'm assuming this is not super flex. Not super flex. Yeah, it's definitely not. If it's flex. if it's super flex, this is yeah. I, I steal. Yeah, I want CD Lamb. I don't unless you're starting. Well, it's not super flex. So I got to be starting at least twelve, where I'm taking Burrow, Barkley, and Tank Dell for CD Lamb. Give yeah. me the one strongest asset. It's redraft. It's most likely start nine. At most, start ten. And that ain't the the, the type of format I'm taking a package like this uh, for CD Lamb. Fair enough. All right, let's go with this one here, Shane. This is from Vice2K on Discord. Um, a simple question, rest of season, Joe Mixon or James Cook? And it's a PPR league. Uh, James Cook only because I'm going to sink with the ship. You're on the Cook I, the cook train coming in? Yeah, literally no other reason than that because Joe Mixon's the one getting all the work. James Cook's lap Mary is stealing receiving work from them and third down work from yeah. them. And I don't know what's going on there, but I'm going to go down with the ship and hope that the uh, bills realize that that's not a good idea and that they should have cook on the field. Yeah. It was weird because they, they, they were giving cook a lot of the work and then they just suddenly decided to change their mind and, and play uh, Latavius. And, Murray and, that's that. and they lost to Jacksonville. That's what they get. <laughs> yeah, that's what they get. Hopefully they learn their lesson for sure. 
All right, Ryan, this one's for you. This is just one buck. Uh, 12 teams start 10 super flex, and he's a contender that needs receivers. So uh, Mike Evans and Jacoby Myers for Kyron in a late 24 first. Obviously, Dynasty. Yeah. Um, take Mike Evans. I think he, I trust him the rest of the year. We've seen a lot. Carolyn's always been very, very good in the passing game. Via cut back, taken away from his targets. We have this offense may not be as good as we've seen. And I don't know if those red zone opportunities where he's getting this absurd amount is doing because I'm not chasing touchdowns. But I know Mike Evans is on good volume. And if I'm a contender, I want to do it who I can start, who's going to give me top 12 potential every time. Yeah, that's the key word there is contender to, to me. Because if you know, you look at Dynasty. Mike Evans is on the downswing of his career, obviously, uh, that 24 uh, first. But if you're talking contender and you're going for it this year, I think Mike Evans and Kobe Myers is where you want, I think. I think Kyron Williams comes back down to earth a little bit after the, you know, the, the hot start that he's had. It doesn't make sense. He's just so inefficient. It makes me so mad. <laughs> it's just that Ronnie Rivers is, I don't even know if he's an NFL-level player, and the same with Zach Evans. So it's... And we've already seen. I don't even know if Royce Freeman's still on that team, but we've seen. I didn't even know he was. I didn't realize he was still in the league. <laughs> I just they picked him up one day, and I was like, "I'm not doing it. Not adding him to my roster. <laughs> yeah, I don't no care. Thanks. I don't care." I mean, we've had we've had what we've had one game over 55 yards. <sighs> yeah, he's just gotten touchdowns. Yep, and yeah. that like Thing three is, he two, gets three those, two touch man. three two touchdown games. He gets all it's the just, he does get all the goal line carries mm-hmm. for that team. I mean, he gets all the rushing work let's, and all the receiving work with running back. So, in, unless something happens and they trade for a player, probably not going to change. Yeah, yeah, but he's still only got over twenty, uh, over fifteen touches once, or only fifteen carries once. Like I don't, I just don't trust it. Yeah, but yeah. All right, this one's from Ken on the Discord, Shane, and this one's a simple one. It's full PPR. Uh, Alvin Kamara or Jalen Waddle. Waddle's Waddle's kind of struggled a little bit. Not worried about his struggle at all? Not too much. A little bit. Waddle definitely has been on the struggle bus. He just had his best week in targets, leading the, uh, what do you call those people? The Dolphins in targets this past week. Uh, And also, just, I'm assuming this is Dynasty. That's how I'm taking it. Yeah, it doesn't say, but yeah, most of them are probably Dynasty. I'm going to, I'm going to, and Dynasty wouldn't even be close to me. In redraft, I could understand. All right. Yeah, it's, it's Waddle for me as well. I think even yeah, redraft or yeah. Dynasty, I think I'm still leaning Waddle. The upside is just definitely there. That offense is just too damn good. Yeah. All right, Ryan, this one's for you. Uh, RB2 this week, and this is some ugly options. Uh, this is like pick the pick the worst, the best of the worst. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., Roshan Johnson, who I know Jamie in the chat loves, mm-hmm. uh, or Tajay Spears. Who are you taking here as your RB2? I'm staying on brand, Roshan. I mean, Khalil Herbert's out which is good for him. We've seen flashes. I know it's not pretty, but we don't know if Jeff Wilson's going to be involved. Ravens still have a really good run defense for Tajay Spears, and he's still the RB2. Roshan can work against the Vikings, like the matchup-wise and the path to carries matches the most. Yeah, I think I think talent-wise, too, I think he's the best of that group. I think Tajay Spears has some I potential. Think, but I think that... Yeah, I think Tajay Spears is talented, but I think talent-wise, Roshan, yes. Yeah, I think he has the opportunity to potentially even take that starting job if he plays well enough this week to to, to knock Khalil Herbert out of there. So, God, I hope so. Yeah, I think Jamie does too. I know he's he's talked about it in a lot of his chats that I've seen too. So, 
Um, all right, next one is from Sammy Aces, and he wants to know, uh, odd man out here, so it's half point PPR, you gotta pick uh, one of these guys to bench, Shane. Jordan Addison, Chris Godwin, or Devonta Smith? Hmm, this is a tough one. Uh, I already said that I'm starting Addison, so I can't stop myself now. Uh, my feet are to the fire. Uh, Devonta Smith hasn't been getting targeted and hasn't produced in the last couple of weeks. Um, but he did do the thing where you walk up and down the sideline and look pissed off during the game, yeah. which Squeaky wheel. historically has worked for wide receivers. Yep. Um, and specifically has worked with wide receivers and Jalen Hurts. Um, sometimes, you know, he gets a little infatuated with one dude over another. It's fine, you know. A.J. Brown's very, very pretty man. I, I understand it, but I think Devonta Smith is going to get some greasy, uh, what's it, oily wheel, greasy wheel, squeaky wheel, whatever. The, <laughs> squeaky wheel. Yeah. It's going to get some squeaky wheel treatment this squeaky week. Squeaky yeah. wheel treatment. Yeah, we, we talk about that on the DFS show a lot. Actually, I've talked about getting a drop whenever we have the squeaky wheel and just hitting the little drop because uh, it seems to happen. Someone complains about not getting the ball or, you know, it was it was Jamar Chase. Like, what was he saying? Throw me the fucking ball. And yeah. they threw him the fucking yeah, ball. They threw him the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch. So, agreed. Uh, all right. Another one from Ken here. He's got uh, you got to start two of these Superflex League. Six-point touchdown passing. Uh, he's got three quarterbacks. Ryan, Sam Howell, Geno Smith, or Jared Goff? Start uh, Gino two. Jared. Geno and Jared. I'm at, uh, Sam Howell, man. Until he does something, he ain't, he ain't starting for me. Yeah, last, last week in junk time, he did what he did something. He played. He, he crushed. Yeah, he crushed in fantasy. I keep waiting for him to get benched though, so that's why I can never start him either. Because I think also the junk time isn't going to be as much for the against the Falcons because they both. But it was the Bears. Loud. It was the Bears huh? though. We wouldn't think the Bears were going to be very good either. <laughs> Justin Fields is hitting stride, baby. Yeah, for sure. All right, we got one last one here, Shane. It's a trade question. Uh, so it's it's a dynasty question. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, and a 25 first for Bijan and Elijah Moore. Man, this is coming right for my heart. I've uh, I've vented the last two days about my hatred of the running back position because it continually kicks me in the nuts um, like a perverted uh peanuts uh, sketch uh but instead of holding a uh, football lucy's holding my balls as charlie uh charlie what's his name charlie, uh, charlie brown charlie brown yes yeah. so i was going to call him charlie peanut uh tried to kick me but anywho uh i'm going to take higgins iu the 25 first and get out of the running back um market now just just do it yeah just do it yeah brian what are your thoughts yeah i, I know you're a big guy big on Bijan here what do you think um, dude, the running back position is ruining me this year. It's like it's the so injuries bad. are the injuries are legitimately changing, making me be like, oh, these zero RB people who I thought were dumbasses forever, maybe they're not. Maybe they got something here. They, I never thought they were actually dumbasses. I just didn't agree <laughs> with them. I understood the logic and I hated it. But regardless, they're like. I'm still taking Bijan because I know the value of Bijan in fantasy right now. And like he makes one absurd catch last week and you can honestly trade him for more. Yeah. Like I could take, get Bijan in this deal and get more than Higgins. I can fit the first, like I could get him just to flip him and win because of his perceived value. When 
Higgins is struggling a little bit. Ayuk's value is up and down, and a first is a first. Like, you can move Bijan for an absurd amount. Yeah. Speaking of that catch, have you seen the, the top-down view of that, where they slow it down and make it look like Allen Iverson's crossing over? Yeah, it, it's, it was stupid. <laughs> it but you know what? Like- no, they don't do that for any... They are not doing that for anybody else in the league on any catch. That's how you know his value is absurd. Yeah. You can flip him for way more than that. Yeah, it's, so it's, take that deal and flip him. Pretty, it's a pretty crazy. If you haven't seen it, Shane, look at look on Twitter for it. He catches the ball and literally looks like he's crossing over behind his back, and it's the super, defenders the defender cool. like doesn't know where he's going. It's hilarious. It's real cool. Um, so I'll be the tiebreaker here, um, and I think I think I'm going with the Higgins Ayuk and the 24 first side because uh, I I do think you know Higgins has struggled, but I still think he's worth uh, at least a first and a second, if not two firsts, and then Ayuk. Uh-huh. Uh, and that makes it almost four first value. I don't know if Bijan's quite in that range there. Elijah Moore is just a throw in. I'm not even going to count him. He's it's mostly for Bijan's. So I'll take the receivers, Higgins, Ayuk in the first. All right, I just watched it on Twitter. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like the Bijan side now. <laughs> All right, let's get to our last segment of the night. Get ready for goingfortwo.coms. Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Shane, what you got for us? All right, I think the last time I did this, I think I gave Brian Westbrook. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. It's it's clues now. Yeah, so we changed I know, it. Okay. I know, I know. Okay. I know, okay. I know. Just the way you said it, I'm like, don't, don't no, no, no. it. <laughs> um, well, so I'm going to go, it's a New York Giant, which not very helpful, right? Brandon Jacobs. Wasn't he a running back? Big old running back? Yeah, yeah, you said New York. Okay, well, my second clue, it's a wide receiver. Okay. Right. I didn't tell you that yet. Yeah, I was like, just, just <laughs> do a guess out. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tell you that the second clue is that it's a wide receiver. All right. So I was all incredulous at you. Like, why are you giving me a running back? I didn't tell you the position. <laughs> all right. Giants wide receiver, Victor Cruz. That's exactly That's the first one I yeah. was think of. Okay, keep going. Uh, did have back-to-back wide receiver one season. Mm, is it the other Steve Smith? Not the other Steve Smith. Although that would have been a good one. There's no way you would ever got him. <laughs> Plexico Burris. No, no, unfortunately not. Uh, attended. He was a first-round draft pick. Okay. NFL draft pick. Mm. Someone's guessing Mario Manningham. Also, not him, dude. I, the fact that name got thrown out there. Wow. Okay. First round draft pick. First round draft pick. New York Giants. What can we get? Like a an error? Like where where exactly was he playing? This recent? Is it like it's going it's eighties? Um, uh, let me look at the stats right here. So it's definitely no. It's this century. It's in the two thousands. All right. I won't go back to the eighties because. I couldn't tell you one wide receiver <laughs> that played for the Giants no. in the 80s. Well, we get John Lobb on here sometimes, and he goes way yeah. back to the 70s sometimes, what? and we're like, all right. The only giant pass catcher I remember for some reason is Mark Pavaro. Like, Mark. Did he even play for them, or was he a Jet? He wasn't. No, I don't even know. He was wasn't a Jet, but he might have been, he might have been a, a Giant as well. All right. Um, wide receiver Jets. Did he play for any other team besides the Giants, or was he a, a lifetime Giant? Um, that is actually a good question. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna have to look. What, what was up. the question? I knocked my headphones out. <laughs> I'm like, did he shitty. play for? I'm, did he play for any other team but the Giants, or was he a lifetime Giant? 
Oh, Akeem Nix is a great guess. Okay, he had he did play for one other team. Okay, it's, it's not Akeem Nix because Kane's got Hakeem Nix. It is Hakeem Nix. <laughs> All right, good great. job, good job, Kane. It's it's not oh, often man. that the chat gets it before us. Jamie gets them occasionally before us. I think it's happened like twice ever. That's good. Yeah, yeah. dude, I loved Hakeem Nix. I, I absolutely loved him. He's a dude that um, I was all in on. Um, his rookie season it was good, but dude, that that second year, he was an absolute monster. And I just knew that kid was going to be a monster. Where Where did he go to college again? Was it North Carolina? Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Shit. Yeah. See, so that's I thought that might give it away, so I was holding that out. That, um, that's that's normally the one that the clue that people give that gives it to Ryan. I I would never have got it. I don't know colleges worth. That's shit. that's my that's my favorite clue anybody can give. Yeah, I think Ryan once got it on the very first clue. It was like played for I forget what team it was. And he's like, that's who it is. And the guy's like, yeah, how the hell did you get that? <laughs> Just based on the college. Yeah, great. The college, yeah, the college is my favorite clue. Good. That's a good. That is a really good for one. like a recent one. That's great. Where did he finish his career at? What, what was the other team that he the played Colts, for? Colts, apparently. I don't even remember I don't, that. I don't. Yeah, remember. I don't know if he, I had to just look it up. I don't know if he actually played a game. It said he played seven years with the Giants and then with the Colts. I remember the Giant years. I remember those first few years when he was. He looked like he was the next big thing. Yeah. Like just. I remember a Monday night game against the Eagles. Obviously, I don't remember exactly when. But I just remember them send, throwing him jump balls 40 yards down the field yeah. and him just housing them, just just absolutely eviscerating who was covering, whoever was covering him at the time. And it would have been a good cornerback for the Eagles, too, um, yeah. whoever it was at that time. But that just that kid, he just looked like he was going to be so good. Yeah. What happened then, to him? Was he injuries? injuries? Yeah. Injuries, man. He just kept getting injured. Yeah, that's tough. Great pull, though. We've never had a Keem Nix. We've been doing this six or seven years now, and that's not one that we've ever had. Good that's pull. really good. I like that good one. Stuff. All right, y'all, that wraps the podcast up. Uh, I want to thank you, Shane, for coming on once again. We finally got to, got, got to get you on. I asked you a couple of times, but you had other stuff going on at the time, but we got you free on a Wednesday night, so appreciate you jumping on with us tonight. Uh, why don't you give everybody your Twitter handle one more time and uh, plug all your content. All right. Um, at Shane is the worst. Um, on the X, Twitter, whatever. Um, all my written contents on destinationdevy.com. Uh, Follow the volume every week. All my, well, it's also on di- uh, English. Kill me. End of the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do di- Dynasty Trades in Five. We do a live stream every Tuesday. And then there's a podcast version of that on Destination Debbie Radio that comes out the following day for people don't, that don't like watching things live. And I also do Manic and Chill with my Dynasty Trades in Five co host, Scott Connor. Again, if you don't like to watch YouTube, that also comes out in podcast form on Destination Debbie. So pretty much everything's housed through there, man. And like I said, we got a Patreon. So if anyone's looking to spend more money on this game, <laughs> come spend it on me. I'm a big whore. I'll take <laughs> your money and do things to you for it. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> Ryan, what you got going on? Oh, same all, same all. Find me on Twitter, FOSS534. Find me here Wednesday nights. Find me over at the Rookie Big Board. I put out one less weekly uh, written content than Shane at zero. So <laughs> find me talking a lot and not shutting up. Yeah, Ryan Ryan stopped writing a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I realized I was illiterate and I was like, mm, this ain't going to pay the bills. <laughs> 
All right, good stuff. As always, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert seventy seven. Of course, check out the Going for Two Discord. Uh, you can find it in my Twitter profile. You can find it at goingfor2.com. All of our content, of course, all our written content with all of our writers is over at goingfor2.com. And now you can find all of our uh, videos. You can find this audio. You can find uh, show synopsis, the whole nine, over at goingfor2.live on the website. Uh, for Shane, for Ryan, I'm Jeff, and we will see you all next week.